0: I think one of the most incredible Rabbanim that I have had the privilege of knowing is Rav Mardachai Tversky, known as Rav Matal Tversky, known by many of us as the most loving, open, huge-hearted person who absolutely loves everybody. Now, I want to give you a which I've never done. I've done it, but not in person. On behalf of everybody in this room, because for many years, Rabbi Twersky is one of the only, maybe the only, Rav who took that list with all of your children's names on it. I send out the list with the children's names to hundreds of Rabbanim and you've put it in every Tzian and Rebbe gets it around the world. Rabbi Twersky, before niila, is it? Every year. Gives out the list to his congregants of his shul and asks everybody to take some names. To daven for your, our children who are in pain. For years. Nobody asked him. I just sent it out like everybody else. Rabbi Twersky is known to have such a huge heart. He cares and loves our children, the ones who are the way that we wish that they were and the ones that are struggling and suffering. And I want to thank you for that. And the Tfilis for all of your children that are struggling. We need more Rabbanim who are, have a heart that are on such a level to say, oh, there's a list of, of names, about six 600 names on there. Let's do something about it. What can we do? So it's a rallying call. It's telling everybody in, in, in the, in the Kehillah, you could do something. It's before Nila now. It's before Nila. We can daven. We can pray together. And they finish whatever all the details are and they daven for your, hour. our, struggling kids. So on behalf of all of the Nishamas and their parents and all the Zaydis and all the people, the Zaydis and Babas and Ganadin that are saying thank you, Rabbi Tursky, for Davening for our children and for inspiring Yukihila to follow. We sh- we should have more Kamaikhi Yububi without further ado, my close friend and wonderful wonderful Rav in the community, Rev Mordechai Matul Tursky. As soon as Avi sent me the message asked me if I would speak the answer of course was yes.
1: Because I can't think of any place better that would be able to open my heart for davening on Yom Kippur than to share it with people whose hearts are open. And we're open because of the pain of our life's experiences. But I wanted to share a thought and a story, but not about 100 years ago, and not about another tzaddik, but about this, not tzaddik. Because I always had a kasha for many years. We prepare ourselves for Yom, Yom Kippur. we yeah, were already uh, being sent now for uh, 10, 20 days, 30 days, depending upon where we come from. And we're in the right frame of mind to turn to HaKadosh Baruch and say, I want you to accept my tefillahs. And we get all excited, right? Men are in the kitlin the wife is in the white, the white kitl, and the women are with the white tichlach, everybody's ready in shul. And we take out the sifrit Torah. Some take out three, some take out all the sifritura. Torah. Walk around, everybody gives a kiss to the Torah. Very dramatic moment. And we start the most dramatic tefillah of Yom Kippur Kondidre. Huh? I looked at where's the Kol Nidre. I learned the Gemara in It's about releasing ourselves from oaths and vows and commitments and promises. That's what I'm starting with Kol Nidre. <coughs> Hataras Nedarim. Anticlimactic. What's the purpose of it? And of course, it's such a inspiring uh, nusach. Kol Nidre. And everybody's, you know, they're shuckling. Why? Does, what's the purpose of Kol Nidre in its importance for Yom Kippur? So on one hand, it's my father's, who used to tell us every Yom Kippur, Kol Nidre is so that the words that we said this last year the words that we said that hurt us and hurt other people, I have to let go of them. Because if we hold on to those words, bunch Shalom has no purpose for the rest of the words. It's a thought. But I want to tell you a personal story which made Kol different for me. About 20 years ago, we were uh, invited to, I had a, and Eniql was born in Yerushalayim, and my wife and I went out to, flew out to Eretz Yisrael for the bris. And we had some friends who were involved with Kirib in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, it was called Visa, Visiting Israel Students Association. Rabbi Ram Chagman, Rabbi ran this program, and he said, Oh good, you're in Eretz Yisrael, I'm running a Shabbaton in Swas. could you come up and join me in Swas? So we went. We went up for Shabbos Thursday they did a uh, midnight tour of uh, the old city of Tzfas. Very spiritually, the tour guide knew all of the history and the wonderful stories of Chacham Tswas, Beautiful stuff. Friday morning, we took a tour of the artist quarter, and then I told him, it's about eleven thirty in the morning before Chazzais. I'm going down to the Kevari for two reasons: because <laughs> to be in Tzfas and not by the Kevari." like a waste, of, a waste of a good trip. And because my wife's Elta, Elta, Elta Zeda was of Major of Ashkenazi, was buried there in Sfas, And here, in, from, from his cavern until today, until my schwer, there, no, there are no places to go, there are no quorum in the family. It's all wiped out during World War II. So it's the only real kevah of the Zaydas that we have to go to. So I said, I want to go here. I have a, an enakul. It's going to a bris. We want to say, mazalatav to the zedah. And so I tell the group, okay, listen, all the guys who want to go with me, there were about 20 boys and girls. I said, all the guys who want to come with me, down to the Ari, please come. We're going to first go into the mikvah of theri. Now these are college kids. I, have, have you been the, in the mikvah Dari? It's freezing cold. <laughs> so I said, okay, first I get dressed, I can jump in, jump out, and then I said, okay, now it's your turn. And of course, you could hear the koilas halfway down the mountain. All the guys are screaming and yelling, it's freezing cold. Fine, it's good. Now they're ready. We went down to Kavari, we set a capital tillim and we head down the hill towards the El Kever, and we come to the kever of Yosuf Karo, and I stopped. first of all there was a woman standing there obviously crying and chuckling and I stopped you know don't want to interfere with somebody's special moment and she looks up she sees my, myself with about the 10 or 15 st- students and she steps back and says please please come so I stopped and I said, I want to point out on the kevah of Rabbi Yosef Karo, is written, the old kevah, pointed Poinitman, here lies, Harav Rabbi Yosef Karo. He so said, I want to tell you why Rabbi Yosef Karo got a double title, Harav Rabbi Yosef Karo. A little bit of Jewish history. Yosef Karo's family were gurgushes, they had been expelled in the expulsion from Spain. And they came to Tzvast. Some say Yeshua was born in Spain. Some say he was born right after they came to Tzvast. But he grew up in Tzvast. And he became part of the Beisden of Tzvast. We all know the history, the Spanish Inquisition. We know of the history of the Maranos, those Jews who stayed in Spain and kept their Judaism hiddenly. I'm not sure if all of you know that the Jews who stayed in Spain were put in cherem; They're excommunicated from Klai Because they chose to stay in Spain and practice Christianity because they had property, they had money, they were well-to-do. So they chose their wealth over their Jewish identity. Okay, yes, there's many, they're, they did, uh, kept their Judaism hiddenly, but the Chachamim of that generation said, Nobody asked them to accept Christianity for the sake of money. And they put all the entire, all those who stayed, into Kherom. The word Moranos means pig. They were called pigs by the Jewish community because they chose their money over their Jewish identity. By the time Yosef Kaur grew up, It was already 50, 70 years since the expulsion from Spain. The Moranos were already starting to flee from Spain. And they came, particularly to Eretz Yisrael, and they wanted to be accepted, and there was a problem. They were all in Kherom. They were all excommunicated. We weren't allowed to to have anything to do with them. And so they had to find a way to release them. (coughs) There's a problem. You cannot annul a decree of a previous basinin unless there 's another basinin God only You have to have a basein that 's greater than the original ones that made the decree. <laughs> Who was going to disqualify the original basin? So the Chacham of Tzvas, and with the agreement of the Khhmmi Yerushalayim, followed the Rambam's procedure of reinstituting smicha. The smicha that was lost from Reish Rabbeinu, which had been cut off in the times of the Kivis Talmidim. The Rambam has a formula. You have to get the majority of the sages of the generation to all degree, and they conferred smicha upon Yerub Yaakov Rav, the Rav of Tzvas, Yerub Yosef Karo, and I forgot the name of the third one. They had smicha, and that smicha had one purpose, the purpose was to annul the kerem against the Moranos. So I said, "Here we are at the Gemara of Rabbi Yosef Karo, it says Harav, Rabbi Yosef Karo, because he had smicha, just like Rabbi, Rabbi Shimbari Chai, Rabbi Shmuel, all the Tanoim, who had that title. Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Karo had that title." It was a one-time only. They never they never used it again. They used it to release the Maramas. So I said, so I've heard, I have a Masur, that that's the reason why we say Kol Nidre. Kol Nidre, while the, the sources is in the Gemara, but the saying of Kol Nidre, the releasing of the oaths and vows, was so powerfully needed at the time to release the Muranos from their, from their oaths and vows. They accepted Christianity. They need to be released from their oaths and vows. Well, I'm a dramatic type of person. Right? So I said, come on, stand over here. And we started a singing scene Nidre at the cavern of Yesukar. And those who knew joined me. And we spent a few minutes participating in releasing the oaths and vows that stop people from connected to Yiddish We finished. I went down the hill to the Altuzedus cavern, Said Mazel Tov to the Altuzedus. There's a new a Einukul. New On the way back, some of the people who were with me came over to me and says, "Rebbe, you know that lady that was standing there? She has to talk to you. I said, it's Friday afternoon. She'll tell her she was finally at the hotel. She says, no, 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 you don't understand. This lady is falling apart. She must talk to you. Okay. She comes to me and she says, comes over, and she's crying. She says, my name is Miriam Alfredo Gonzalez. My family have been in Spain for 500 years, and we know that we're Jewish and I am the first one in my family to come back to the people of Israel. And I came to Israel and I went to Rabbanut, and they would not believe me. They would not accept me as a Jew. Because I had no documentation to prove that I had an unbroken lineage for 500 years. They didn't accept me. And I've been arguing and trying to prove in papers. For now, for over six months, anyway, just I was getting totally disillusioned. And a few weeks ago, I came on a tour to Tzvat, and I came through the cemetery, and I came to this caver, to this grave, and I didn't know who it was, but something told me that I should pray here. And I prayed Rabbi, yeah, I don't know who you are, but please help me. I want to become part of the Jewish people. <coughs> and I went back to Yushleim, and two weeks later, I got my Geras. Uh, and I came back today to thank him. But I didn't know who he was, I didn't know why this was the place that I stopped for until I heard you tell the students that Yosef Cairo was the one who released the Maranos from the harem. And why my prayers were answered here. That's a Tzvah story. Right? It's a great Tzvah story. That night, I got up to speak at the Shabbaton. I told the students... The story. I said, I'm going to tell you a story. It didn't happen 100 years ago or 400 years ago. It happened this morning. Yosef Cairo, the power of Yosef Karo is alive and working today. And I turn around, and there's Miriam standing there in the crowd. And I turn to Miriam because I had mentioned her name. Yeah? I said, Miriam, I... I, I, I Ask me, I ask you forgiveness. I might have embarrassed you. She says, "No, no, no, Rabbi, you didn't embarrass me. You don't know what you did for me. You gave me my heritage. You gave me my connection back to where I came from." She says because you gave me my heritage, I want to give you a piece of my heritage. And she handed me the sefer. It's an original binding a sefer called Oilas Tamid, one of the The Sabre was printed in Amsterdam 340 years ago. Printed in the printing press of David de Castro, one of the famous Spanish publishers. He and his family... And emigrated from Spain directly to Amsterdam, and set up a Jewish publishing house. And this is one of the ones that they printed. And it's an original binding, and as you can see, the paper is still in good shape. I said, "You want me to have this safer?" He says, "You gave me my heritage. I want to give you a piece of my heritage." She handed this to me. Accepted. And then I understood a little bit better why it's so important to say Kal Nidri. Because you know, if you know it says Vishiva Shamaila Vishiva Shamata. Al Dasa Mokam Al Dasa called right before Kal Nidri. Onum Matirn Lispalivamaravayonim we have to dive, in for those who are, have no connection, for those who have lost their connection, the avayyanim, the sinners of Kali Yisrael, for those who not have, it, have not made it into Shufur Yom Kippur. And we want to tell me, you know, all the words that we said that hurt you, all the words that drove you away, all the words that have kept us from being one whole people, that's why we do call Nidre. And we're living in a world which we know the pain of those who have been with words and actions driven away from Kali Israel. And we can't go into Yom Kippur unless we ask Give, have permission to include them in our tefillahs. So when we come to this Yom Kippur, my request, as Avi said, which I do every year, I hand out the names that he sends around. I says, oilam everybody should pick five names. We hand it out, pick five names. Five names of children who are in pain. And let's include them in our trellis, because if we do, then we turn to Hashem and says Hashem, if we are davening for them, then you may be able to accept us. If we're not davening for them, what right do we have to ask Him to accept us? And with that, we'll be that will bring all of those children back, and we will have a kol nidre, We will stand in Shalayim Rakhmei Welcome. I'll close so back to Sunday